Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. It's time for Directions where we get to point you towards the right direction concerning several topics and several issues. Today's edition of Directions is special because this is yet another episode of the Visionary Women series. Now, for you who may be tuning in for the very first time and you're wondering, what is this about? Now, this platform was created to just illuminate the remarkable journey of female leaders, captains of industries, Um, trailblazers, women who are achieving great feats in their different industries in order to use their story as um, a learning moment to direct and to help out that everyday woman like you and I as we journey through our careers and through our lives. And I will kick off this episode with this particular quote by MS who said that I will not follow where the path may lead. I would go where there's no path and I will leave trails. And that's exactly what these women do. Now, my guest today, I would say she needs no introduction. Um, A woman that I'm in awe of, one of the most sweetest women that I've met. Um, But for the sake of the series, I will definitely give her her flowers. She is a banker with over 22 years of prolific experience. Um, She's held various senior positions in corporate finance, investment banking, retail commercial banking and banking operations with core skills in financial analysis, effective communication, relationship management and business development and a track record of winning and executing various mandates for big ticket transactions. I'm not talking about a small fry. This is not a a small fish. Okay. (laughs) She holds a bachelor's degree in accounting from the University of Nigeria and Suka. She also obtained an advanced leadership certification from the University of Cambridge, a postgraduate certification in business administration from the University of Leicester, and an Oxford-Princeton certification in international oil trading and pricing. She is currently the group head, energy and technology corporate banking division in Keystone Bank, And she's responsible for maintaining quality relationships with corporate clients, managing the development and structuring of prudently priced credit facilities, negotiating the pricing of cost effective long term liabilities. And I can go on and on and on with the amazing feats that she's achieved so far. But I would like to particularly highlight that she's also a trained transformation and executive coach. She goes by the name Nenna Kayode Lawal. Hello, Nenna. Hi, Ifulaya. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to have you here. I'm super excited. I hope you're excited to be here as well. Yeah, I'm excited. And your introduction is very f- flattering. <laughs> I almost didn't recognize myself. <laughs> I mean, this is all you because at the end of the day, this is your achievement. Or these are your achievements. Yeah. And um, I did mention that you are one of the sweetest women that I have met and 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 it got me thinking, you know, because this aura that you have that exudes this calmness, right? But yet this firmness, because I mean, if you're 
in this position <laughs> you didn't you didn't get there by just being nice right um but you've been able to you know balance this out i want to know has this you know part of your personality has it worked for you more than it has been at your disadvantage because like i mentioned you know this personality is is approachable you know it's a nice aura people can be comfortable around you and as a boss that you you are has this you know worked for you as opposed to working against you yeah thank you very much that's a very interesting question yeah i would say that uh, this personality yeah, a lot of people say i'm very calm initially i thought calmness was a weakness hmm. because of the way you know people would tell me that if fire was burning in this building i wouldn't be bothered and i found that i have a slow reaction initially i have a slow reaction to things okay i don't react like somebody can come here and insult me and um, it takes me time to realize oh that was an insult <laughs> and by the time i, re- I realize it's too late to react to react i know because everybody would think maybe the people that were there when they insulted you are no longer there yeah think this one is crazy yeah so that kind of you know it wasn't like a natural thing but later i found out that calmness is actually the highest jewel of wisdom wow yes so i deliberately started reading books uh, by michael singer and so many other books to develop that calmness but i found out that it's a strength mm. not a weakness and it has worked for me because um i'm able i combined it with the work of love okay you know because christ said that love conquers all yes and i found out that aggression doesn't get you anywhere that's so true you know when you're trying to achieve anything at workplace trying to deliver things no matter how aggressive the person is Mm -hmm. if you show consistent love genuine love it kind of weakens and calms down the whole situation so i would say that it worked for me it works for me and like you said I also didn't realize I have a very firm personality. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very good friend, Briar, who would tell me that. And I think she was introducing me to somebody and she was like, I have a very stern, firm personality. I was like, no, I don't. She said, yes, that the few times she met, the first few times she met me that she was really kind of cautious and scared. I said, no, I don't think I do, but she yeah. said it again now. So calmness and firmness is worked for me. Calmness is very important that. in decision makings because you tend not to make a lot of mistakes because you have to process, mm. you know, your decisions, the actions you're going to take. Yes. Take time, process them. It's better you take decisions not too late, but process before. Before think, take, yeah. You know, before you take decisions so that, so that you don't regret your decisions. I, I love that you've mentioned that because, you know, I, I think about two years ago or so, I had learned something that there's a difference between reaction and responding. Yeah. You know, that when you are reacting, it's like an impulsive response, right? But when you're responding, like you mentioned, you process. think about it, you process it. I love that. Now, speaking about your strengths, because you recognize that this calmness is a strength. Yeah. And you, you said that you went further actually reading books to develop that part of you and it's worked for you. I want you to take us, you know, to your background, your growing up um, and the times, the specific periods where you actually identified some of your strengths that you began to work on leading to where you are right now. You know, I want to know what your background was like. I want to know how you were able to identify those strengths of yours and how how it's led you to, to where you are today. Well, my background growing up, I 
grew up in the midst of boys. I'm an only girl. Wow. So I was a tomboy. Okay. <laughs> wow. And <laughs> doesn't I show. No longer, yes, I don't look like a tomboy. That's why I said I was a tomboy. And um, to date, my best friends are guys. Mm. I try better with guys because, I mean, you can. They don't. There's no jealousy or anything. You can be yourself with them. And growing up, I was very quiet. I had a very quiet, reserved, over-reserved personalities. But I got, I kind of got pulled out every time. Mm. I didn't know I had leadership skills. But people always saw those skills and tended to pull me out each time. Primary school, secondary school. You know, I kept on being in leadership positions. Which initially I didn't like because I like to hide. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like to just serve and deliver without being seen mm. get things done but every time i'm being pulled out and i found out that this isn't you people are seeing it and you have to work and develop it so i started working on it mm -hmm. like i said i worked on my calmness and when i also found out that when i mentor people they shift so mm. i was like interesting yeah so i said okay i have the skill that i'm able to transfer experience mm. and knowledge to people and they're able to decide to change their lifestyles because of what I've told them. So I decided to do my coaching certification to make it professional so that I can understand better ways to do it. And after after I did the coaching thing, so I coach it's part of my uh, it's part of my deliverables in the bank. Oh, okay. Yes. Interesting. I offer to do that. Okay. Um, it's not that I'm paid extra for it. Yeah. So it's part of my deliverables and the human resources has kind of aligned coaching with the system because we found out that people have skills. Mm -hmm. People are overqualified, have the skills, but people tend to not have those skills to align with the team they're Absolutely. working with to deliver mm -hmm. efficiently. So we have to teach them how to, you know, uh, effective um, relationship skills, mm -hmm. you know, to understand different personalities and know how to work with each other mm -hmm. to bring out the best. Because all of us are supposed to work together. Our goals are aligned Absolutely. to deliver service, to make sure that the customer is happy. So I started doing that and the organization is getting better because everybody's conscious of, we're all here for the customer. We're not here to compete of in course. our skills. Yeah. So we're here to support. Wow. You know? So when I come to your desk, what you do is adding to what I do. It's um, We're not competing. I'm not trying to get you do something fast. I'm trying to get the customer served hmm. so that the organization can, can make money and earn more salaries and get promoted. I love that. So, I mean, there's just, there's so much that you've, you've and, I, and I'm not surprised, you know, your well of wisdom. There's so much that you've touched on in terms of competition, in terms of teaching people to properly work with teams in order to achieve, you know, the unified goal. And um, you also made mention you being pulled out from when you were younger. So before we touch on the competition and you coaching people, let's take a look at you saying that you didn't necessarily know that you had leadership skills. Yeah. But over the years, even when you were much younger, you were being called out, oh, Nana, do this one. Oh, Nana, lead this, right? I, I, I want to know because there are people who are listening right now and they're torn between being vocal about something that they're good at or allowing their work speak for them, right? 
And, you know, with what we've been seeing on, on social media, which is a platform that amplifies people's voices, people come out, they're selling their, themselves, selling their, their skills. And there are people who still feel like, you know what, um, if I'm doing this work very well, I will be called out or I will be identified or I will be celebrated. I don't need to speak so much about it. I don't need to shout so much about it. You know, my work will speak for me. I want to know, you know, what you think about that over the years, especially now that you've risen to this position. You being in a place in the past where you didn't really like com- coming out or you even, you know, speaking so much, but you just kept being, being, being called out, yeah. right? Because obviously your teachers and the people around, they saw these qualities in you. Uh, so I, I want to know what you think about, you know, this mindset about should I speak out about it or should I wait and w- will my work speak for me? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, because there are different perspectives to it. Mm-hmm. I think my thoughts are, for me, I came from a place where my work speaks for me. Yeah. You know, there are so many other people who like to project themselves, which is not wrong. Mm-hmm. There is no right or wrong way, whatever works for you. But I came from a place where I ensure that whatever I'm assigned to do, I deliver. And that's how I kept on getting pulled out, even when... I did not, you know, I did not want it. So there's no, it's it's good to project yourself out there when you're sure and confident of what you're doing. It's a very good quality. Yes. It's also not bad when you don't know how to project yourself. Mm, okay. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. Because your work must speak for you. That's what I have seen. No matter how quiet you are, once you deliver beyond expectations mm-hmm. you'll be pulled out because everybody will see that whatever this person has signed to do they get it done get it done efficiently let me give you an instance a practical experience okay i was um in broadbank i think in 2003 2004 and one day i was in my office my branch manager calls me to say let's go to I should go with him to head office. He's following up a transaction. Okay. I pick up my bag. I go with him. We got there. He says he's going to the MD's office. I said, okay, let me wait for you on the commercial team floor. He says, no, let's go. I said, no, I've never met the MD one. Why should I go to the MD's office? He <laughs> insisted. And I went with him. When we got into the MD's office, he introduced me and said, she's the one. Oh, he just said she's the one. He just said she's the one. Oh, wow. I froze. I almost <laughs> fainted. I was, my heart was beating so fast. I was like, what have I done wrong? Are they about to fire me? What did I do? All sorts of things were running through my mind. I was just looking. And MD was like, okay, I've heard your name came up in a meeting. Hmm. And I said, I didn't know you. I told them to bring you. So he said, we're setting up a new branch in Festac. I wanted to ask you if you can run the branch. Uh-huh. I wasn't up to a manager level. And at that time, you could only give managers, like assistant managers and upwards to run a branch. Uh-huh. I wasn't up to that level. But I had learned that you should always say yes and go find out how to do it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so I said yes, even though I was so scared. I said yes, I can do it shook my hands. He said, congratulations. Wow. He called the head of human resources and said, issue a letter of appointment 
for my signature. Wow. I said, okay. So I went to, we left his office, went to get the, wait with the HR person to mm-hmm. get the letter. After she got the letter signed, she gave me the letter. She said, I don't envy you. You know, I said, why? She said, this is a setup. Hmm. That they had a management meeting and names came up that everybody in that meeting, all the management staff in that meeting, all the directors said, I couldn't do the job. That the only reason the MD insisted was that he said, I have the performance list. She's number one. Wow. And you people are saying she can't do it because the only reason people are saying she can't do it is that you said she's too quiet. You're not sure she can manage people. Mm. But the performance says she's number one. Let's give her a try. If she fails, then we'll give it to somebody else. But you can't say she can't do it because she's quiet. Wow. So she now said that all of them had their candidates who were all my seniors. So she said, they're waiting for you to fail, to prove him wrong. Wrong. Oh, wrong. Wow. So I was scared. Wow. (laughs) I said, no problem. I said, I'll do it. I went out. The only thing I have is Christ. Absolutely. So I said, God, this is your call, not mine. If you fail, it's your adverts. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you fail, I like that. People will lose confidence in you, not me. Uh-huh. So I don't know how I'm going to do this thing. I've never done it before. I've never led the branch, so get it done. I started, they were still renovating the branch. I supervised that. I had a meeting with the team. You know, the branch, the operations manager was like 20 years older than me. Wow. <laughs> but he, he, he cooperated very well because of the way I, mutual respect and all that. So mm. While working together, I told them, I said, this is a challenge. We must deliver. You know, so everybody got involved. My husband is a super supporter of, you know, my cause. So he was marketing for me. And all that everywhere, and I had just two junior staff as marketing officers. And not too long after them, the bank came up with a competition, hmm. you know, bank wide of the branch that could grow their deposits to a certain limit within four months. Hmm. So I told them, I said, We're the youngest, yeah. let's get this thing, you know. We work night and day, Saturday, Sunday, everywhere. Because my boss had trained me that there's no weekend when you're working. Hmm. Everywhere you are, when you're at a party, there's an opportunity to interact and market. You must have your call cards, you know. And whenever we meet a client that it's beyond my level to close, I just call him wherever he is. He'll come to the wedding. Hmm. Close the, you know, that's how he trained us. You know, so he says, all you need to do is get the, create the path. Find a customer wherever you are. I'll meet you there. So we continued. And in December, that was the fourth month, we had a party bank-wide, you know, to announce the winners. And I was surprised because I didn't know that I was going to win that competition. My goodness. (laughs) So they called the third person, called the second person, and... The first person was the treasurer that was making this announcement. She said it's very funny and that she herself personally has learned 
with what has happened not to judge people by appearances mm. that she was one of the person that said i could not do the job that here she is announcing me as the award winner for the competition mm. i won the prize bank wide that is amazing you know? so that taught me that there's nothing so from there i realized that there's nothing you put sets your heart to do because i was the most junior branch manager mm. i was the newest branch manager i put my heart to it and somehow god pulled it through and i was celebrating that is an amazing yeah. story like i feel like that story in itself is loaded it's packed with you know stories and lessons about hard work stories and lessons about pushing yourself right stories and lessons about the role that your spirituality plays because yeah. you made mention that you went to god and you're like listen <laughs> that's your target it's not mine <laughs> it's your target <laughs> you know so there's so much now if you're just tuning in this is the visionary women series and my guest is the group head energy and technology corporate banking division in keystone bank nena kayodi La wow, we're just talking about her journey and like I mentioned, it's loaded with so many teachable moments. Now to 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 take you back to what you had mentioned, you know, when you had spoken about competition. Yeah. Right? Um, talking about your coaching, particularly targeting teaching people how to work with other people as well. I wanna know because as a woman if we're being very honest, especially in, in, in this, the financial terrain, right? I would think it's highly competitive. And so I want to know, because now as a coach, you're teaching people to focus more on teamwork yeah. as opposed to seeing each other's competition. Yeah. But understanding that everyone has career goals yeah. and, you know, a lot of times it's, it's very competitive. So how personally... Were you able to balance that out? You know, understanding that there's there's two people that want your position. Yeah. There's two people that are gunning for those positions. But then you're thinking about, well, this is the organization's mm -hmm. unified goal. This is what I should be focused on. You know, I, I need to be working hand in hand with these people. But then it's still somewhat of a competition. So how, how do we do that? How do we navigate that terrain? I like that question. Very interesting. <laughs> because... Um, yeah, you talked about competition. But if you understand spirituality and you understand life, you know the Bible says every seed grows after its kind. Mm. What you sow is what you reap. Absolutely. So if you sow hard work, you know, and you're not trying to run the other person down, no matter what they try to do, mm. it can't get to you. Wow. There are spiritual laws governing the earth. So there's something called the law of boomerang, hmm. which a lot of people don't know. So if I'm if I'm working against you, and you don't, and all you have is love towards me, whatever I'm planning towards you won't work. Hmm. So I come from that place of love, unconditional love. It's hard. You have to be trained, wow, <laughs> you know, and to understand the that it's selfish for you to love unconditionally. Hmm. So when you come from a place of love. And you're putting in your best. You're also teaching people to put in their best. There's no how anybody can take your reward. Mm. Because you're sowing seeds that you will reap. Yours will come to you. And you also reap for investing in people. There's a scripture in the Bible that says that those that invest in 
um, bringing people to righteousness mm. must shine like stars. Wow. You know, so if you have that knowledge that I'm doing my work and I'm growing people, mm. all you can get is growth. So that competition does not play really play a role. It only plays because people don't understand that I don't have to only grow myself. I can grow myself and grow every other person and still win. So it has always worked for me that I do my best. While I'm doing my best, focusing on my own budget, vision is very important. What's your vision for yourself? Mm. So once you have your vision documented, focus on your vision, working towards your vision, your goals, and having, you know, I teach about vision, I teach about vision, vision board, vision books, and all that. Mm. So once you have your vision in front of you every day and you're working towards it, you must achieve it. And you mustn't stop investing in people because... Every morning before I leave home, I ask myself, what do I want to receive? So I remind myself every day that that which I want to receive, I must give it out. Because that's how it comes back to me. So I keep investing, investing. Every day I say, I must impact every life I come across today. So when you're impacting, you can't lose. Unless you don't understand the laws. You cannot lose. That, that is phenomenal, <laughs> Nana. Honestly, I feel like there's one quote. And please, by the way, Michael, we're going to put that quote on our page. Because you said something. You said, I can grow myself, help other people grow, and still win. Yeah. Yeah, because, you see, that's something that I feel like a lot of people find difficult. Yeah, because they don't understand. Wow. You know, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm. So if you don't know, it's going to work for you. We've been programmed to compete mm-hmm. we've been programmed to bring the other person that's all her rise up but I've learned these things and I've practiced them for years and he has never failed the only time they've tried to pull me down I was fired in 2017 in the same organization wow yes because my my contemporaries felt this girl has too much favor hmm. is it only her why is she the only one getting everything and we had a new board. They went and sold all sorts of things to my MD. Wow. And I was fired. How was did you? Fired. Let me feel okay. Let me learn. I was fired. <laughs> and because I understand the laws, I knew that I had not seen anything negative. And consistently, I remembered, I kept remembering the things we were taught in church. I remembered when Pastor Paul talked about Daniel in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. When he came out, the first thing Daniel did was bow to the king that ordered him to be killed. Absolutely. And said, O king, live forever. Mm-hmm. So I remember Pastor Paul telling us, honor. Spiritual authority classes in House on the Road teaches us to honor your supervisors no matter what they are doing to you because the reward comes from God, not from them. Mm. So I remember that one. Okay. When my boss fired me, I said, okay, I must honor him. Wow. So right there, I didn't shake. I didn't cry. I didn't beg. All I told him was, please investigate so that you can know that I can't hurt you. And so that you know the kind of people advising you. And I left. He called me back. He said, come back to my office. Because he couldn't understand. I just fired this girl. She's not crying. She's not begging. She's not, you know. And 
I, all I said, I said, God, I know that this is for my good because you said all things work together for my good. I held on to that word. And when I saw the lady that engineered it, I told her, she said, we heard, we don't know. I said, you are the one. And this is what, yeah, I told her. I said, I know it's you. This is what happened. These are the things that led to it. I know, but it's fine. I left, packed my things, went home. After one week, I was at home. My MD calls me and says, come back to work. I've investigated. That people are evil and malicious. The way you come back, don't discuss anything that is not work with them. I came back to work. And when I saw the lady, she was walking towards me. I was having a meeting with my team members when I got back. I saw her. I got up. I went to her. I hugged her. Genuinely. You hugged her? Because I understand that love will fight for me. My goodness. I hugged her. And she lost her cool. Of course she will. She lost. She lost. She, she lost. You know? And two weeks after I resumed, she was fired. And all the other people that engineered my sack, they were fired. That's a law. When you understand these laws, you know that you don't have to hurt anybody to progress. Listen, <laughs> your story is just <laughs> blowing my mind. I don't even know where to, to even begin <laughs> to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that, that is unusual, I would say. I think that's the word. Very unusual because the way you handled it, the way you related with the people that you knew yeah. didn't necessarily have your best interest yeah. at heart because you were more focused on the laws that you believe exist. That I know. That you I know. Believed and and I practiced, knew. so I now know. Wow. You know, believe. You can believe and not practice something. Yes. So when you've practiced them over time, and you've seen that it works, so I now know that the laws work. Actually work. That's phenomenal. Wow. Um, so you had mentioned, so just taking you back to what you had said about, um, you know, when prior to when they promoted you, they gave you that huge promotion, right? And um, the MD had said, oh, your name came up at a meeting yeah. and all that. I, I want to know because I feel like this takes us to sponsorship, right? Mm-hmm. We've, we, we've had conversations over the years about, you know, mentorship, the importance of mentorship. And it's recently this year that I, I learned yeah, about sponsorship, yeah. having a sponsor. Yeah. And I want, I want you to, you know, speak on that and the importance of that because it's one thing for you to, you know, actually have your work speak for you. It's another thing to have someone speak for you to be like, no, this person can do it. You know, no, I've seen her work ethic. I've seen her results. I think you should give her a shot. And I want you to speak on, on, on that, the importance of that. And in cases where people may not have the opportunity to have, you know, sponsors, what, what then do they do? Okay, you know, that initial, the first experience I shared with you, I, I was sponsored without necessarily the, the, having a sponsor. Exactly. Yeah, I think God just placed it in his house to say, this person is number one. Why give it to somebody else but now especially at senior levels i think sponsorship is very important because you could have um several people qualified for the role that's where sponsorship comes in Mm. so you must have somebody that is willing and ready to put out themselves to say look this person is capable and i'm ready to you know i'm ready to put my commitment if the person doesn't deliver so it also comes down to relationship building, having good relationships. Because if you don't build good relationships, how would you get a sponsor? Mm. You know, and it's not something that you just decide and say, okay, 
I'm expecting this promotion. Can you be my sponsor? Yeah. That's why we must build relationships, good relationships across board. Mm-hmm. Because you never know when you need a sponsor. So by the time you engage somebody to be your sponsor, they already have your interest at heart because they know you have a good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. It's very important because you need people to speak for you at the boardroom. You might be the best performer. Yes. And if nobody speaks on your behalf, you'll not be selected. Absolutely. Yeah. So sponsors are very important to speak where our work has taken us to. And maybe there are like five people Mm -hmm. on the same performance level. So you now need to distinguish, okay, how do we pick somebody so your sponsor comes into place? Yeah. So I like I like that you identified that, you know, where sponsorship comes in is when your work has spoken for you to an extent. Yes. So you need to have actually have like quality work yeah. of which they'll be like, okay, you know what, she's, you know, quite good at this or quite good. So it's not a situation where you meet somebody, even, even if you, you've not produced any work whatsoever, you'll be asking, please, can you, can you speak for me? Because I don't think anybody's willing to put there because it's also the integrity that they're putting yeah. on the line as well, saying that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you had mentioned um, w- with coaching being something that you also discovered that you were good at and you have been able to integrate it into your actual deliverables as well at work, which is phenomenal. I want to know, because I'm sure it, there's a certain level of fulfillment that comes with that, because when you coach people, you're pouring into people. Yeah. Right. And um, I feel like that is you working in purpose. Right, yeah. and I'm a huge believer of working in purpose. Yeah. I, I want to know: Do you think that if you didn't discover that part of your coaching, but you were still a high flyer as you are, you know, going from level to level, do you think that you would still have had like a certain fulfillment in your heart, where it's like you're doing so well, your work is speaking, you're getting the promotion, but you see that part of the coaching and pouring into people through that medium, if you hadn't been doing it or you hadn't taking it so seriously, do you think that? You, you still would have had a certain level of fulfillment. Yeah, interesting question. Yeah, um, I was still fulfilled before I found out that I could shift people. You know, I was doing well. I was fulfilled. I was making progress. Well, the coaching came from afflictions, actually. Wow. It came from a place of suffering several afflictions in different areas. And at the time I asked God, I said, why are all these things happening to me? But... My spirit said, it's a training so you can pour out to people. So at that point, I said, God, okay, that's surrender. If what I'm going through is going to help the next person, just give me the grace. Mm. I'm willing to go through it. So because I've had several of such experiences, you know, I'm able to mentor people. And I've had cases where... Junior colleagues at different times came to my office and were like, I just want to tell you, I'm leaving my marriage. One says she's going to South Africa where her family lives. The other yeah. one was going back to the UK, said it's over, blah, 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 blah. I listened. They cried and all that. But at the time, I poured out life experiences to them. They changed their mind. Wow. They were smiling, you know. And I told them, I said, look, there's no marriage that is easy. There's no marriage that's perfect. Forget the people that are kissing each other on the streets and <laughs> hugging each other. It's not perfect. Hmm. You know? And this, these are the challenges I've also been through. They were like, are you smiling and happy? I said, yes. There's no marriage. If you leave your husband and go to the next man, you're going to face 
pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing or worse. <laughs> Except there's violence. If there's violence, then of I don't encourage that. But I mean, there's nothing that cannot be worked out. There's no perfect marriage. Even in families, your siblings, there's no perfect relationship. So you just, you know. So I think that coaching came from having several, you know, afflictions in different areas of my job, relationships and all that. So I was able to say, okay, I'll use this to help people. I was willing to to be used. Hmm. And so it comes easy. That's why I had to go and make it professional. Out of it. That's, that's and the thing, I also coach my customers. You coach your customers as well? When they have challenges. That's amazing. The skill comes in. I have a customer that recently, if his business is having so much challenges and all that, blood pressure goes up and all that. Wow. And I had to give him some books. I said, read these books. And he's a billionaire. I said, read these books and let's discuss. Hmm. You know, yesterday he even called me. I said, we need, to, we need to meet. You need to drop this thing. This business has to work. If you continue like this, you're going to have negative energy all around you and it will be complicated and keep getting worse. So you need to come out of this so that you can win. You know, so that's another value that you give customers that they never want to leave you. That's phenomenal. Exactly. Because, because you actually care about them. You care about their business. Mm-hmm. You're not just bring this, bring this. When they're not doing it, you turn your back on them and face next customer. But you are concerned and you're giving them value and mm. it's working. Wow, that's that's phenomenal. All right, I, I know that I need to let you go, and I promise that it was just going to be a few minutes, but just a little bit more before you leave. Um, there are people who, who may be listening right now who are saying, well, Nana had a lot of big breaks early in life. You know, when she was younger, she was given this great position that clearly led to other greater positions. And they might see themselves as late bloomers where things didn't really happen at the age that people would term appropriate for certain things happening be it marriage be it maybe moving up um, your career ladder and they feel like they're late bloomers and they're wondering you know how will my life be or what will the trajectory be especially knowing that the competition pool is even much wider with the younger ones who now have obviously um, the help of technology and AI and just um, sharpening their skills and bringing more like youthful ideas to the table and so so they might be bothered or worried that if they look at their contemporaries or their mates they're way 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 ahead of them so what would you say to them knowing that obviously you had certain great opportunities earlier on in your career so to speak i don't um good question i don't think it's ever late there's an Igbo adage that says, whenever you wake up is your morning. Yes. You know, I think we should learn not to compete or look at what the next person is doing. I think we should all have a vision for our lives. You know, when you have a vision, you can have various goals that, you know, streamline to your vision. When you have a vision and you focus on the vision... Don't be distracted by how other people are succeeding or maybe they are younger, they have more advantages and all that. Mm. When you have a vision, you focus on the vision and you work towards the vision. There's no how you're not succeeding. There's power in vision. There's power in having a vision and working towards it. God will take you. I 
come back to God because he's the ultimate. Absolutely. Because somehow when you have a vision, he'll create a path for you. Hmm. Once you see you have aligned your goals with your vision and you can see it every morning you wake up, remind yourself of your vision, you have your affirmations, you have a focus, you're not distracted by anything, by younger people, older people, people doing better than you. One day it will click. So it's not about age. After all, um, the owner of uh, KFC yes. discovered himself at 65 yes. or 67. Quite old. In, in yeah, life. so yeah. it's not... I don't think it's about the age. It's about your decision. They say miracles, Reverend X says, miracles happen when you take make decisions. Hmm. So without making a decision, you can't have a miracle. So you have to make a decision. And that decision is your vision. And when you make this decision, it will be tested. Your vision will be tested. Like the Spirit Life Conference we just had yes. in House on the Rock. Mm-hmm. T.D. Jakes thought about vision. Absolutely. I said, when you have challenges on your job, <laughs> the devil is not fighting your job. It's fighting your vision. Absolutely. When you have challenges, he attacks your children because he's attacking your vision. He attacks your finances, attacks everything around you just to see whether you can be distracted from that vision that you have so if you are not if you've not made the decision then you will not be convinced that even though this thing looks like it's failing i need to keep pushing it will break through one day but if he attacks your child and you say oh i'm going to drop this job the child will be okay after a while so what happens you've Mm -hmm. lost it and it's happened to so many women especially women i've seen women a lot of my friends dropped out of banking because are not able to coordinate a lot of which is very genuine mm-hmm. but now everything is working you know and they think it's late you know to pick up and start something else yes and that's what leads a lot of women to frustrations and um, anger maybe towards themselves for not forgiving themselves for not following their visions yes and then it's you now have negative energy all around you. You start suffering sicknesses. Sicknesses start building up. That's why you see a lot of women with cancers and all sorts of terminal mm. diseases. Because of that lack of focusing on your vision. Because the Bible says, without a vision, my people perish. Absolutely. So that's... My interpretation is now that when you have a vision, you mm. cannot perish. Wow. You know, so when you have a vision, vision you can perish. perish. So because if it says without a vision, my people perish. So when you have a vision and focus on it, it means that that focus and decision somehow will force everything to fall in place in the end. That is so you just have to going. keep pushing no matter how bad it is. It is. I think this is the perfect place to end you know, this edition. And when I say end, they just put, I think it's a comma <laughs> because I'm most certainly having you back here. Mm. Um, I love that you said it means when you do have a vision, you cannot perish. You can't. No matter the struggles, <laughs> no matter the storm. That is phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Nana, it's such a pleasure to have you here. I love, love, love every bit of your story. I know it's not over yet, clearly. Um, I know that you are a visionary woman. It means that we are expecting much more from you. Um, Your story has been an example of highs, lows, hard work, but above all, leading with love. Yeah, very important. Above all, leading with love. Very important. Because if you don't have love, if if you don't lead with love, 
whatever you've worked for yes in the past like i talked i told you about laws yes it's it's whatever seed you've sown comes back absolutely so do you want to end in love or you want to acquire all that create enemies step on toes tap people at the back in the end all those people things must come back to you and you know flat this you know listen man i feel like we could have this conversation <laughs> for like hours because one thing that i've always preached and emphasized especially on my show is i don't necessarily think it's lonely at the top i feel like your journey and the way you treated people yeah yeah will determine yeah, what the yeah. top is for you yeah i think so yeah 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 i used to think it was very lonely at the top my one of my bosses said it was very lonely at the top uh, yes but now you've said it i think it's the journey the relationships absolutely and how you pull people you yes. know being a leader and not being a boss like that you know so that people are not afraid to still come around you absolutely that way Oh, guys, we need to let Nana go. Of course, she has a very busy day, but thank you so much for taking out time to speak with me. Um, I want to just ask, because obviously we've spoken about your journey. Let's just um, do a this or that. So I'm just going to breeze through different options, like maybe like four options, because we want to get to know what you like outside of work. So okay. this or that, I want you to, to pick one, right? Okay. Music or podcasts? Oh, that's tough. Podcasts. <laughs> Amala or pounded yam? Amala. <laughs> Indoor or outdoor? Indoor. And no. <laughs> Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde hair, black hair? Blonde. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Heels or flats? Heels. All the way. <laughs> I love it. You're such a lady. All right, Nana. It's such a pleasure. Now, for those who are just tuning in and you think, oh my God, I missed it. Yeah, you did. But thankfully, technology and we will be putting this on our podcast platform so you could search for lagos talks on any platform that you listen to your podcast and we'll be putting this up on our youtube channel as well lagos talks 913 my guest is nana kayodela wow group head energy and technology corporate banking division in keystone bank nana thank you so much there are people who might be listening who wonder if they could reach you outside of here maybe follow you or if you're social they might want to know that and you spoke about coaching as well yeah. i'm sure they probably want to reach out to you also regarding that so how, how can they do that well i'm on instagram and actually i have a mentorship club okay it's wow. going to be launched it was launched at the african women impact summit, impact yes. summit. so they launched a coaching club which I'm the anchor. So we'll be announcing um, the first mentorship program, which we're looking at last week of November, first week of December. Mm, okay. So we will we will circulate. We'll announce the dates. The dates. Yes. Fantastic. And I'm happy to coach anybody. It's, it's my passion. Yeah. I, love it. I like that. I love when people are happy. <laughs> That's beautiful. So what, what's your handle? How can they reach out to you if they want to? My full name. Your Nena full name. Kayode. So Nenna Kayode Lawa. Yeah. Okay. So check her out on Instagram. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I personally will listen to this particular conversation over and over again because it's packed with so much transformational words and stories. 
you know that that enable our journey to to have like some form of direction as well so thank you so much for taking out time yeah. to speak with us i appreciate thank you so much for having me you're okay you know as much as you know the other day i told you i don't like to speak yes <laughs> she said i don't I'm like happy. to speak <laughs> i'm happy to talk about my experience i'm happy my passion is actually to impact on women hmm. because a, a lot of women are being destroyed because they don't know how to handle what's all the challenges around us so i'm happy to to pour work. into women i'm mm. happy to impact lives i'm happy to make women happy so that's beautiful anytime reach out to me on instagram on i'm not active on facebook i'm on facebook i'm not active instagram. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i'm just coming up i'm not a social media person but because <laughs> because of what i you have do. to yes absolutely i actually have a podcast i'm on spotify i'm on Ooh, fantastic. i'm on uh, apple podcast yeah I used to do the love walk. It was called the love walk. Okay. It's been slow for a while because of my work. But yeah. I'm going to kick it up as well. I, I think you should. Yeah. I personally want to be listening to you every it's week. Called every the love walk. The love walk. Yeah. Okay. I will check it out personally. Okay. Thank you so much once Thank again. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, guys. Uh, this uh, comes, I, I believe this leads to the end of our Visionary Woman series for today. Um, like I mentioned, this is the platform where we are going to be um, taking a peek at the insightful journey of female captains of industries, leaders, women who are trailblazers that have done amazing things. And uh, let's see what we can learn from, from them, you know, to enable us on this journey as we navigate life and as we navigate our careers. Thank you so much. My name is Ifunanya. Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.